Hey, Linda. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to True Vine Talks. Thank you for being here with us today as we talk about some important topic. Um, I had a wonderful conversation this week. I, I love talking to people. They just really, um, I get a lot of insight in these impromptu conversations with folks and they're like, you know, I'm always you know, be talking to me about mental health. And I'm like, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's so important. And they'll be like, they, they, they pose the question. They said, well, you know what I'd like to know more about is how to cope with change, um, life change, unexpected change. And I was like, that's a good podcast topic. It is a great podcast topic. And when you mentioned it, I got really excited because I think that's a really common struggle that mm -hmm. I would, I would dare say nearly all of us have experienced at some point or another, like how, how to adapt or, you know, to change, be flexible. Yes. So, um, to start out with this awesome quote, he who has a why can endure almost any how, the late philosopher Nietzsche. He said things I don't agree with, that <laughs> I do agree with. He who has a why can endure almost any how. Yeah, speaking to the, the importance of purpose, huh? Yeah. If you have a why, if you have a purpose, you're going to be more likely to get through anything. Mm -hmm. And that's how you adapt to change. That's the premise I, I think you and I are kind of going on today is, you know, what happens to the human brain when you are presented with a life change? What happens to the human brain is like what Rachel said earlier is we and we've made neural pathways to expect a daily routine to flow a certain way. Like, you know, the rivers flowing down. Yep. Well, if they make a detour to create a pond or a swamp or a, another reservoir, is that the right word? Don't know because I'm not. Yeah. I'm not an ecologist or whatever they are. They're making a detour, you know, to create some kind of change uh, for the ecosystem, the animals, the fish, the whatever they're trying to change. Well, for our brain, that that feels very frightening and scary. And we produce the same hormones if we were in a traumatic event if there's an abrupt change or there's a change a positive change in life and those hormones are epinephrine norepinephrine and dopamine and we all know that dopamine dr todd Polly told us this creates motivation yes yeah it's it's so interesting that the brain doesn't necessarily recognize the difference between a physical threat, like someone following you down a dark alley, right? Or there being a, a bear coming at you. 
and a social threat, which would be like a threat to your um, reputation or right fear of failure that a lot of people experience when they're dealing with change. Well, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? So like, that's what you're saying, Linda, is like the same hormones that start pumping in our body if we're experiencing a physical threat to our life are the yeah. exact same ones that we experience when we're worried about like, well, what will people think? Am I gonna be able to do this? Will I succeed or will I fail? Mm -hmm. So same fight or flight response. Absolutely. Yeah, same same chemicals are running through your, your body when there's an abrupt change. Um, the, you know, even positive changes like pregnancy or, you know, or cows um, yeah. can, can secrete these hormones. And, you know, that managing that type of stress is, is just how you create more neural pathways in the brain so that you become adaptive and you can manage the change in your life. Um, and I'm just looking back, oh yes. And we, yeah. like what Rachel said earlier, what is the path of least resistance for the human brain? Mm -hmm. um, so the human brain, as I understand it, and I'm not a neuroscientist, so <laughs> I, I could be wrong, um, but it's, you know, it's like hundreds of billions of neurons and all of those neurons store and transmit information. And every time we learn something, right? It makes it what's called a neuro, neural connection, right? Where information travels from one to another, right? right? And so what happens is kind of like, you know, Linda and I enjoy hiking. And so we're out in the woods and we're typically walking on a very well-worn path or trail, right? It's very obvious, easy to follow, right? And that's kind of what happens with these neural pathways. The more we do something, the easier and quicker that information can jump from one to another, one place to another, right? And it's, and it's, it's things like our line of sight and vision, our sensory and movement, they're all working together to get something done, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about if you're learning to ride a bike, you're learning how the bike works. You're learning the body movements it takes to balance and turn and make it go by pedaling and push the brakes, right? And you're learning how to pay attention to your environment so you know when it's safe to go and when you need to stop. All these things at once, right? The mm -hmm. more you do it, the more you do it, the quicker and easier it becomes. It's like second nature, right? And so you know, have you ever experienced like driving home and you're kind of on autopilot and it's a little bit scary, honestly, when you're like, I don't even remember driving, how did, but I managed to get where I'm going and I braked at all the stoplights and I, right, it's autopilot. The, the brain is actually a very lazy organ. It doesn't want to exert a lot of energy. It wants to take that path of least resistance. And so when we're met with change, our brain actually put, puts up a little bit of a fight. It resists it because it's like, no, this is, we're going to get tired and we're going to use way more energy if we do this new thing. So let's just stay with the old one. 
Yeah, you're right. Well, well stated. And what you're talking about, and I read in the one of the books I've read, is the default mode. Like the path of least resistance is I can put it in default. Mm -hmm. Don't even have to think about it. It's just natural. It's your knee jerk response. Yeah. Yeah. So when Rachel and I are going on long hikes, she and I needed to go do a hike together. That'd be you fun. Do. That'd be fun. Yeah, we're gonna do that. And you're you're having you've never been on the path. Like what she shared is, oh well, here's a little a detour, you know, never been on this part. So let's go explore. And and your brain's like, huh, oh, I've not seen this tree or this rock or this cliff over here. So I gotta be cautious. So I'm creating new neural pathways. Is that how I'm understanding what you're sharing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You, there's going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be as quick and easy as the well-worn path. It's going to take some time. going to have to be patient, right? Mm. Cautious. Take it slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our brains do too. So a part of change, I guess, that I really want people to understand is, you know, yes, some people do adapt to change a little quicker and more easier than others. And we're going to get to that and talk about some reasons that might be why, but all of us just as humans, the way that our brain works, like creates that resistance because it just wants to to do what's familiar because that's easier and faster. Yeah. In this article that Rachel and I read for today's podcast, um, she she talks about make sure I give the right credit where credit's due. The psychology of major life changes, um, ampersandhealth.co.uk. Um, she is talking about. The behavioral scientist Rachel Moran is talking about how often we get into uncertainty bias, um, meaning we expect the worst in uncertain situations. So that, like, when you got in that plane to go to Peru, how was that? That's an uncertainty bias. How did you? How did yeah. you do it? Um. I trusted the pilot. <laughs> I, did I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't get uh, too much anxiety flying in planes. I just try to remind myself that the pilot has done this like, you know, a bunch of times. And like, that's a well-worn neuropathway in his brain, how to make this plane go up in the air and how to bring it down and what to do in an emergency. So yeah, I'm sitting there thinking about all the unpredictables. <laughs> I know a lot of people would like, what if it crashes? What if it, I can't go there. That's my avoidant. Don't think about it. <laughs> uh, what was the movie where Tom Hanks played the pilot who landed the uh, plane into the, the bay? He, he. Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the bird got caught. That was an unpredictable, uncertain situation. But the pilot, because he had the neural pathways built in, like you said, he knew how to land it in 
a location he never landed before. Um, and he just went into that mode of creating some neural pathways quick. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that, that is an interesting adaptive adaptability or brain elasticity um, in times of threat uh, or uncertain situations. So from what I'm reading, Rachel, what do you think? It's good to put yourself in difficult situations, I guess, based upon the science. I think it's good to challenge ourselves. Yeah. Right. Safely. Um, because that's what growth is, you know, isn't it? Like if we're not learning, if we're not challenging ourselves to do anything new, that's outside of our comfort zone. Um, in my mind, that's stagnation, you know, and I want to, I want to keep growing. Yeah. But I think that's part of my purpose that we mentioned earlier. Like part of, of my purpose is to continue improving, continuing to like become a, a better person so that I can continue to help others do the same thing. Yeah. And that's why the rivers are so beautiful and they're always flowing. They're never just sitting there. Yeah. Like it's just sitting. Things are growing in a pond that, you know, okay. But when it moves, there's change. The rocks mm -hmm. are getting smoother. Yeah. It makes me think of that song from Pocahontas. You never step in the same river twice. The water's always moving, always flowing. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Love rivers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another important part um, that Rachel and I like to process too is adaptability is if you've had a chaotic attachment upbringing, you know, there wasn't a secure caregiver that when you felt sad or scared, you could reach for. Mm -hmm. And Maybe you went outside and played with a dog. I did that sometimes. And or you had to create imaginary friends. Whatever you had to do, your brain may be more, um, is it elastic for change um, in your environment? Or if you grew up moving mm. place to place. You yeah, know. like if you're a, a, in a military family or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to learn how to create neural pathways. Well, this is, I've never seen this road before, and here's a new house, and here's a new new set of people. I got to get used to them. <laughs> got to learn what, you know, what they like, and oh, you learn what they like. Oh, Dad got another job. Time to move again. Oh, okay. So then your your brain starts, you know, so you get used to having to adapt and change in a chaotic upbringing. And I'm not talking about abuse here. We're talking about, um, you know, just constant upheaval of your secure nest. Yeah. The language there. I think so. Yeah. A lot of conflict, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
which I'm, let's talk about that because I was excited to get to this part of the podcast because I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit because what I've noticed uh, working with folks who had that uh, kind of chaotic uh, childhood growing up, there was a lot of conflict. Um, they, ha- they kind of had to grow up uh, a lot quicker than would typically be developmentally appropriate and because they had to take care of themselves. Um, they are easily adaptable to change, but they crave, um, and of course this isn't everybody, but this is the majority of folks that, that I've been working with, of course, um, crave that stability and peace right? And what we're working on in therapy is for them to obtain that. And when they do, that becomes the scary change that they're resistant to because they're so used to the chaos, which is so interesting and very frustrating for people because they're like, this is what I've always wanted. I finally have it and I'm incredibly bored and I hate it because they're not a hamster on a wheel anymore, like constantly going, constantly anxious. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. That's, (laughs) yeah. Good point. So it's like the reverse is happening. Yeah. Like it's still a change, you know, but it's, they're experiencing less of the anxiety, right? Fight or flight. And they're used to the higher level. And it feels very um, boring, like disorienting. Mm-hmm. like they need to yeah. spice things up <laughs> yes, right? yes so then they'll start self-sabotaging and like creating drama and they're like yeah. oh, I don't want to do this <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah that's so true because you're on a path and you, you know you've helped you know folks and do an excellent job of creating safe secure interactions with their environment and with those closest mm-hmm to them but there's something deep inside oh it's like an itch mm-hmm. oh, scratch it you know because if you grew up with chaos and I did you're used to the instability of life oh two years from now well your dad lost your job we gotta move on to the next thing okay mm. adapt change okay well constantly meeting new people constantly moving nests you know, like your home space, your home, there's no home, there's no such thing as a home, you just move yeah. it, and you yeah. get so used to that move, um, that when things are, are safe, secure, and you're sitting in the still water, you want to throw a rock. Yeah. You do. Like, yeah, and that rock is usually, here's an emotionally unavailable person, let me make them love me, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're attracted to that because what we know, the path of least resistance, I am attracted to what I grew up with. My inner child knows chaos, instability, and rocks being tossed and on the, you know, the still water. So naturally, I'm going to crave that home. home. And that may not be the best um, for my mental, physical health. And that's where a lot of people get stuck, right, Rachel? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they know that the the patterns that they're stuck in, yeah, um, are not good for their mental health, which is in the long run not good for their physical health, because the, all the the stress is taking a physical toll on the body. Mm -hmm. you know, they have stomach ulcers and migraines and you know all this stuff that comes along with long-term chronic stress. Um, so they know it's not good for them, but it, it's hard to break those old habits. And that's why what, exactly what we're talking about is like the, the worn down path of least resistance, right? That, that is fast and easy for your brain to know we're going to do this, we're going to do this, isn't always the, the best or healthiest option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're creating new neural pathways. Exactly. Yeah, and that is hard work, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you tell your inner child, "Oh, I know that you really want, you know, something, something chaotic and fun, exciting to happen. How might you get some chaos? Yeah. Control." Let's go down the river in a kite. Right. Yeah. You love a challenge. How can we challenge you in a safe and healthy way? Do you want to learn a new instrument? Do you want to run a marathon? Do you, yeah. Do you want to go whitewater rafting? What do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do? It's going to bring some fun, excitement, and chaos because that's going to pump the same chemicals in a controlled way which creates new neural pathways yes and that's yes go ahead I was gonna say and it's something that's achievable and that you can succeed at and that feels good too because a lot of the old challenges that people get into that are uh, like trying to make emotionally unavailable person love them does not succeed you will not succeed at that does that make sense? That and I think sense. that, and I think that's why it's so hard for people is because they're, they're used to, I think I already used the term being the hamster on the wheel, right. And challenging themselves and challenging themselves. That's something that they're never going to actually obtain. And now that they're doing these healthy challenges, they're, they're obtaining them left and right. And that, and that's why they're bored because it's like, well, that didn't last long, you know, like, well, check that off the list. Yes. And that's when people go into that exile part of themselves creating, you know, that's when you go into maybe some addiction type behaviors to create mm -hmm. the home feeling. And they know yeah. there's no shame around that. There's no shame around the need for going home. But if home, no. like you said, if home creates physical stress and ulcers and migraines, we need to create a new neural pathway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good, Rachel. Yeah. Thanks for um, answering my questions and letting me pick your brain about that. I was looking forward to it and I like that, that piece. Yeah. So just a great example of how the different attachment styles, right, based on your upbringing can make change, you know, something that is craved 
right? Something that you like, you like change, but also difficult in a different way, difficult to kind of like pump the brakes and, and reel it back and choose healthier forms of change. Yeah, roll back and change. Yeah, make healthier changes. Yes. So yeah, and then on the right, how do we, thank you for the moment. What are the ways to make that brain more elastic? And I think that's what, you know, Rachel and I are processing here is that's mm -hmm. what we're doing. We're creating new neural pathways. Um, if you're, you know, become fearful of an abrupt change in your life, you know, in this article, Miss um, Rachel Moran, the behavioral scientist says, create if then rules. If, if, if I can't have a natural birth, if I'm pregnant and I wanted to have a natural birth, that was the plan, you know, have my midwife come into my home. If that becomes too painful, then I have the option of hospital this many miles away. So she says, create if then situations to adapt to the unknowns, which is the uncertain yeah. situation. Which is great because that helps people plan versus worry. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we get caught up in that. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, well, what if this happens? And we get stuck in that kind of worried black hole. But I like that if this were to happen, then this is the you know response or route we're going to take that's planning and that's productive like that that's useful and that actually helps soothe anxiety mm -hmm. yeah and for sure you want to soothe those the worry and just plan for anything um the pandemic was wow i think we mentioned this in other podcasts talk about a abrupt change to our lives and yeah um, you know we went from fully on site to zoom telehealth and what was that yeah. like Rachel was that that was an abrupt change in the it pandemic. was an abrupt change and I would be completely honest I was really scared because I had just started I had just left my full-time job right with <laughs> and and started full-time at Truvine and and then here we were going virtual and I was like, oh, wow, what if people don't want to meet on Zoom? Like, what if, right? <laughs> I'll be looking for another job. Like, <laughs> and there aren't any out there because everything's shutting down, right? I know. I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. But luckily, people some people loved zoom and they still do it today telehealth and um yeah met a lot of new people for the first time on zoom doing telehealth therapy so it, it ended up working out yeah so that's that is as a society as a whole we all had to grow new neural pathways we sure did <laughs> You couldn't even go into right. the store without a mask on. We've never all done that before. Yeah, that was a new neural pathway in itself, remembering to just like, yep, put that on. 
before getting out of your car and new normal you know. way to wash your hands yeah <laughs> more frequently than before hopefully <laughs> Put on a little sanitizer. There's a new neural pathway. Mm -hmm. Cooking. That was a new neural pathway. <laughs> Having to cook. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I want to just validate us and, and everyone out there as a society as a whole, the whole world. We all had to build some neural pathways and adaptability during COVID. And I think we're all still sort of like, oh, it's kind of normal again. Hmm. Yeah. But we, but we remember, don't we? Yeah. We sure do. So what do you think, Rachel? You think we've covered how to manage change and, and what, you know, kind of what's happening in the brain? I think so. Hopefully people at least understand now, if they didn't before, why it's so difficult to create change. And I hope that everyone will be a little more patient and gentle with themselves in the changes that they're trying to make because it takes time. Mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to forge a new path and the more times you do it, the easier it will become. Yeah, have some grace for yourself. Yes, yeah. Remember your purpose and mm. just, you know, be patient and pursue it relentlessly. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this was a great podcast and we are so, I am so grateful to the person I spoke to about, you know, hopefully they'll get a chance to listen. So, you know, if you have um, ideas or things that you might want Rachel and I to process more or guests that you want us to have on our podcast, you know, put it in the comment section of her YouTube video that she's created. Um, and we will try to incorporate those. Yeah. I had some people um, offer some suggestions that are really good. So cool. developing a list, which is awesome. So yeah. until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.